This podcast is solely for the attention of institutional, professional, qualified, or sophisticated investors and distributors. Hi everyone, today we're going to talk about two intertwined megatrends, urbanization and climate change. And in particular, we will focus on the impact of floods on cities. It is now well established that global warming increases the likelihood of extreme precipitation and rising sea levels in coastal areas, which lead to increasingly violent flooding episodes. These floods are often deadly, they cause population displacement and involve contraction in economic activity. The World Meteorological Organization, a UN agency, estimates that the number of flood-related disasters has been multiplied by two and a half over the period from 2000 to 2019 compared to the previous 20 years. For example, there were more than 50 severe floods around the world in 2021, and it is generally estimated that a third of humanity is likely to be affected by floods. The reinsurance company Swiss Re estimates that the cost of floods to the global economy amounts to around $80 billion per year, which represents around a third of the losses caused by natural disasters each year. This is a topic that we're going to talk about more and more, in particular because the risk of flooding is, for example, part of the climate stress test imposed by the ECB to European banks. For this exercise, the ECB asks to make the assumption of a fall in real estate prices by 45% for the areas most likely to be subject to severe floods. Businesses and households are passive victims of these disasters, obviously due to the human cost, but also due to the material cost with the destruction of homes and means of production. A global way to fight against the phenomenon is obviously to fight against climate change, but for people directly at risk, adaptation strategies are essential. Three main types of adaptation strategies are possible. The first is simply to avoid living in areas at risk or to try to individually reduce the risk associated with their homes and premises. The second is to ensure that the government invests in public goods to reduce risks, such as the construction of dams. And the third is to subscribe an insurance to receive compensation in the event of a disaster. So it is still difficult to have a clear view on the deployment of adaptation strategies for cities at risk of flooding, but it turns out that an NBER paper published in June 2022 focuses precisely on this topic. The five authors worked on approximately 5,500 cities in 175 countries monitored over the decade 2010 in order to measure the effect at the local level of private efforts and public investment to improve resilience to floods. They achieved three main results. First, population growth is significantly lower in cities that have experienced severe floods in the recent past. This conclusion is especially valid for rich countries why it is not significant for poor countries. This seems to prove that cities that are victims of floods on a recurring basis lose their attractiveness for current residents and for future residents. A notable point in low-income countries is that even if floods cause significantly higher mortality than elsewhere, there is no noticeable population outflow after the disaster. Second, the efforts show by using nightlight data that flooding has a negative impact on economic activity. Night lights drop on average by just over 8% for cities affected by flooding in low-income countries and by 1.4% in rich countries. For rich countries, economic activity is on average back to pre-flood levels one month after the disaster, while it takes about two months in low-income countries. For these countries, night lights are still 5% lower than before the disaster one month after the disaster. Third result, viewers first note that there have already been adaptation efforts over the decade 2010, 
Unsurprisingly, the wealthier cities, according to the GDP per capita at the city level, experience a less steep drop in night lights during a flood. All other things being equal. But they also find that for high-risk cities or for cities that have experienced severe floods recently, the economic impact of a flood is half that of cities that have not experienced recent floods. An interesting point is that cities protected by dams experience flooding more often, but that the economic impact is reduced by 40% for them. This clearly shows that flood protection infrastructure contribute to greatly reducing the negative impact on economic activity. To conclude, as we see here in the case of floods, it is clear that the subject of resilience to climate disasters will arise more and more and should take an increasingly important place in public policies because the resilience of the economy is also at stake. Thank you for listening and talk to you soon. All comments and analysis reflect CPR AM views on market conditions and its evolution, according to information known at the time. As a result of the simplified nature of the information contained in this document, that information is necessarily partial and incomplete.